Exploring mental health and the human mind one episode at a time. This is the Positively Mental Podcast. From the Porter's 10Cast Studio, here's professional counselor Lance Godey. Welcome to Positively Mental, everyone. I'm Lance Godey here in the Porter's 10Cast Studio, and today we're going to talk about what we eat. But most importantly, we're going to talk about how that contributes to our health, both physical and mental, either positively or not. You probably know that the food that you eat affects your body. Uh, Many studies have shown the connection between your food choices and your overall health. Eating a nutritious diet helps you keep a healthy body weight and a healthy heart. Um, And it also helps reduce your risk of developing some chronic diseases. But new research finds that your food choices may also affect your mood and mental health. This is sometimes called the food-mood connection. So in some studies, people who don't have a healthy diet were more likely to report symptoms of depression or other mental health issues. And there appears to be some association between certain nutrients in foods and that emotional well-being. These nutrients include things like omega-3 fatty acids, folic acid, vitamin D, magnesium, B vitamins, and uh, tryptophan. Uh, These are all found in foods that are part of a healthy diet. So for now, the best way to use nutrition to support your mental health is to focus on your overall dietary patterns. So the 2015 to 2020 Dietary Guidelines for Americans, which is put out by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Department of Ag, say a healthy, balanced diet should include fruits and vegetables, whole grains, low-fat dairy, lean protein, and limited amounts of sodium, saturated fat, and added sugar. So for the first time, the committee that updates the U.S. Dietary Guidelines actually considered the link between food and mental health when creating the new guidelines. Overall, much of the current research shows that nutrition does, does matter in mental health. A healthy diet could be as important to mental health as it is to physical health. So obviously, mental health is serious. In in some cases, it can even be life-threatening. If you are struggling with mental health issues, as I've mentioned every podcast, talk to your family doctor or another professional. But some of the questions you might ask them related to nutrition are, how can I use food and nutrition to improve my mood? Do I need to change my eating habits to feel better? Or should I follow a specific kind of diet? Yes, what we eat does matter. But let's go a little deeper on this with my guest for today. So I have a very exciting guest for this podcast, Uh, someone that I know extremely well, have known for the past 32 years, who has become not only personally, but in the past six years professionally very knowledgeable in how nutrition affects our health. She has been a teacher of mine when it comes to what I eat for a very long time, and as close as I am to her, I sure don't want anyone to minimize her message about eating and health. Well, that person is my wife, Kelly. Uh, Welcome, Kelly, to Positively Mental. 
Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So tell us about your experience in the past six years or so, or maybe even longer, about your exploration of nutrition and your own health. Well, it's quite extensive. I've been researching and practicing nutrition guidelines for my own health for 29 years. When I was 22 years old, I was diagnosed as a type 1 diabetic. Pretty shocking. But after that shock wore off, I made the decision to commit to a living, a high quality of life, despite my diagnosis. I was required by my doctor to attend a week-long outpatient education program to become an expert in my illness. So that supported my decision of having a high quality of life. I also had my master's degree in early childhood. With getting that degree, I had to have nutrition education, both for my bachelor's and my master's. After 20, 25 years of teaching, I decided to retire in 2014. I opened a holistic health coaching business called Empowering You. With this decision, I researched a nutrition company that would support continuing education, updated research, and nutrition first over pharmaceuticals for health and wellness. I have attended over nine training sessions and continue to research and stay updated. I also was challenged by a doctor here in Riverton to research thyroid health that led me to Anthony Williams' books on food healing. The titles I have read and follow are Medical Medium, Thyroid Healing, Life-Changing Foods, Liver Rescue, and Celery Juice. And he has a new one coming out on my birthday called The Cleanse. I've been practicing food healing for three years, and I'm feeling stronger and healthier than I have in over five years, physically and mentally. So really, Kelly, it's it's totally true that nutrition can affect both our physical but also our mental health. Absolutely. First, when we physically hurt and are not finding that relief we need, we become depressed. We have two organs in our body that when hurting create emotional challenges. They are the thyroid and the liver. When they are stressed, our mental health is a symptom. We can experience anxiety, depression, anger, weepiness, and it goes on and on. There are specific foods and herbs when committed to healthy eating that can heal those symptoms. So I guess I mentioned a little uh, about the actual foods that are good for mental health. Can you tell us more about those foods that you'd recommend that support positive mental health? And maybe tell us a little bit about foods to avoid that negatively impact mental health. The dietary guidelines hit really well on what we should be eating and what we should not be eating. But there definitely are specific foods that are connected to specific symptoms. So I would love to share the five top foods that support positive mental health. They contribute to healing us from depression and anxiety and emotional mood swings. They are celery juices, number one, asparagus, wild blueberries, mangoes, and leafy greens. The foods we need to avoid are wheat, refined wheat, listed on the labels 
natural flavors, which is the hidden monosodium glutamate. It's a preservative. We do not need that in our bodies. Eggs, processed foods, saturated fats, and refined sugar. This is just a small example of the food foods that we want in our body for healing. Um, pretty good list for those we want to avoid. Right, right. And, and I would imagine that it's likely that all of the things that you mentioned we should avoid are typically in everything that we potentially eat from, you know, canned foods, um, boxed foods, things like that, because in order to preserve their life, they put all of this stuff in there to help those things stay um, on the shelf, I guess. It's the fresh things, like you mentioned, celery, asparagus, blueberries, mangoes, leafy greens. I mean, really, it looks like the obvious thing is is focus on fresh, don't focus on processed. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So can people make short-term changes and, and maybe see short-term positive effects? Or does changing what you eat take a long time to see results? I know people, you know, typically struggle with that even on weight loss, is that if I don't see something happen really fast, I get uh, tired of it and I fall right back into a bad habit. A bad habit. Well, earlier you mentioned um, some of the minerals and vitamins that do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not putting in your body now, if you start, you're going to see those short-term um, healing responses. Right. Um, but it really depends on how long you've been living with your symptoms, your, your mental health, anxiety, depression, or other mental challenges. So with those symptoms, you have to, you, everybody has toxins and, and pathogens that we have stored in our liver that we need to get rid of. So when you're having those symptoms, that's often why so in that sense, you're going to see results quickly when you add those vitamins and minerals, um, like your probiotics, um, your fish oil, your omega-3s, uh, magnesium, B vitamins. So when I added those to my body about six years ago, I saw symptoms as improvement of my symptoms in as fast as three days. My energy increased, my sleep improved. Uh, my immune system seemed to be better. I was less foggy-headed. But if you've been living with those symptoms, those mental health challenges for a long period of time, it's going to take longer. Mm-hmm. And so unless you add those vitamins, vitamins and minerals and then specifically add the foods specific to your symptoms, it's going to take a while. Right. Right. It's definitely going to take a while. So patience can be a key. Like you, you, and, and as you mentioned it at the beginning, I think it's worth reemphasizing is that it all depends upon how long you've been struggling with this stuff. You know, if it's been a lifelong struggle, that's a lot of toxins built up in your body. So it can take a longer time. You know, I, I, I think I always, uh, when I talk to clients in a counseling relationship, I always suggest that the body has a tendency to want to be in balance not out of balance so as long as it takes you to get out of balance I always firmly believe that it'll take you less time to get back in balance because that's what your body's striving for is to be in good health and good balance so you know it may have taken you a long time to get there and it may take you a while to get back but it'll be faster than it took you to get there 
And when it comes to the physiology of the liver healing, your liver is actually your oldest organ. It takes seven years to replenish cells in the liver. Uh. And, and it's such an important organ. And it does 2,000 different jobs of getting rid of toxins and pathogens. Right. And if it's overtaxed, it's going to take a long time to heal. You're sure. going to be getting things out of that organ. Could be seven years. Right, right. So I want to take a, a short tangent at this point. And just yesterday, uh, Kelly shared a, another podcast that she had listened to about neuroscience, mental health, and the brain, and how things can negatively impact brain health. And sometimes with things like trauma, drugs, food, so many things, uh, that there are positive actions that you can do to turn it around. There really are positive things you can do. Tell us a little bit about that, and what did you learn from it? Well, the, the parts that I really enjoyed that stood out for me is this particular presenter um, that was being interviewed. Uh, he's a psychiatrist. Um, he's, he was specialized in radiography, brain scans. And with his professional background, I wanted to know where, what was his proof. And his proof was so obvious um, it was such a perfect opportunity for us, you and I, mm -hmm. to have this podcast come yeah. into our lives for us to plan for this um, sharing. And with him having a doctor background and him saying that his brain scans really proved that the foods that you put into your body really changes um, the mental health um, in his clients. Um, supplements, sleep, um, activity, the five pillars of health is what he really focused on. And his proof with the, with the brain scans, he, he showed that you could turn around dementia, improve learning in children with ADD and ADHD diagnosis, completely alter those, those anger, negative emotions, and change people into much more relaxing, happy people to be around. And, and all of that change started with healing foods, removing the toxic foods in their lifestyle and getting rid of the toxins that were already built up in the body and increasing that blood flow so that the body could be in that balance. Um, and I know you're going to share in more detail what um, this particular psychiatrist had to share. Yeah, I, I really wanted to take some time. It's, it's interesting, as, as Kelly's mentioning this, uh, you know, the... You know, you believe everything happens for a reason. It believes at the time that it happens. Um, just this this weekend, as we're kind of planning and thinking about this podcast, I had asked Kelly last week, uh, I really wanted to do something on nutrition and how food inter uh, impacts mental health. And then she saw this podcast and I listened to it and I'm like, wow, this is exactly what we were planning for and thinking about. So one of the major things that I took away is that your brain runs everything and now granted that may be a bit of a duh moment uh, if you focus on the brain you make an effect on everything else in the body so good brain health is is key um, but it's not just the physical brain it's its expression on behavior so the way you behave because of what's going on in there so that doctor that kelly was mentioning um is Dr. Daniel Amen, A-M-E-N. He wrote a book. Um, I haven't read it yet, but I'm really going to have to get this. Is It's called The End of Mental Illness. 
and it goes so far as to actually scan people's brains. This is how far he went, is to scan the brains. Kelly mentioned this in his studies to understand what is going on, then treating that person's brain specifically because of what he sees versus just throwing things at it until you find something that works. And I, you know, I, I, that's one of the big things that I was taken aback by, you know, there's a tendency, I think in the medical community, perhaps most of all is to just throw synthetic medications at problems and just keep throwing things at it until you figure out or find one that actually works. And sometimes it works. I, you know, that's a very good possibility, but as a physician, as a psychiatrist, it's really interesting that he really took away that he could use the medical training that he had to be able to come up with a perspective to treat alternatively. That's really what I took away. So now one of the things that he highlighted was a protocol uh, that is in the book. Uh, it's called. It, he uses an acronym called Bright Minds that provides recommendations on how to change the paradigm on brain health. Some of the highlights that they hit in the podcast. Granted, they didn't go through them all because, of course, he wants you to go buy his book, and I totally get that. He'll give you a lot more detail, and it's not enough in a in a podcast. Whether it's this podcast, his podcast, anyone's, is to give you the full story. So I wanted to go through it real quick. Some of the highlights that he had. So B for in bright is blood flow. Um, blood brings nutrition nutrients in. It takes away toxins. It focuses on ways to, or he focuses on ways to improve blood flow. Even doing one thing can really make a difference. R is retirement aging. So as we age, our brain gets less active, but it doesn't have to. If you stop learning your brain starts dying. So be active in reversing that trend by taking action now to impact your brain 10 or 20 or 30 years from now. I is inflammation. One of the major causes of depression are um, that multiple aspects of swelling and other pain or discomfort around the body and can be treated to to a great degree by taking omega-3 fatty acids. Um, so in it, it decreases that inflammation uh, that is co- uh, created in the body. Uh, T is toxins. Avoiding them, but also removing them is so important. Kelly mentioned the, the liver, for example. Uh, M, the, for uh, starting in the minds, M-I-N-D-S, the M is mind storms. So he uh, talked about abnormal electri- electrical activity. Uh, that's one of the things that he did in the scanning is to be able to see the activity, either increased activity or a drop in activity, and be able to uh, treat the situation in that particular area of the brain. So it's a brain illness, not a behavioral flaw. So growing up in an environment of significant abnormal brain activity creates significant impacts on the brain. So think of trauma as a child, soldiers, accident victims. That brain injury is going to be expressed in some behavioral um, issues that can be addressed. The D is uh, an interesting term he used. I had not heard of this before, Kelly. It was diabesity. 
um, kind of the combination of obesity and diabetes. So diabetes, 50% of the U.S. population is either diabetic or pre-diabetic, but you need healthy blood sugar. So with obesity on the rise, and this was a another statistic that totally threw me, is 72% of Americans are overweight. 72% of Americans are overweight. Um, I just, you know, think about that. So as you get heavier, you become more mentally unhealthy because your blood flow decreases, which leads to decreased brain health, which leads to more mental illness. We have got to stop feeding ourselves with unhealthy food which is like living in an abusive relationship. Um, you, and he used this quote. He said, you got to love things that love you back. Um, I, Kelly and I laugh when we watched a recent commercial, um, and I'm not going to say the name of the, the commercial or the, the fast food place, but um, donuts and chicken, chicken, uh, fried chicken surrounded by glazed donuts, that this is being promoted as a viable food. And I'm just thinking like, that is not going to love you back. That food is absolutely not going to love you back. Um, and then the S in minds is sleep. We must sleep to improve our health. So changing your behavior to increase your positive sleep habits and you will see a positive change to your mental and physical health. Removing screen time. Don't watch negative things before you go to bed. Maybe take a nap. Avoid caffeine and alcohol. Whatever. Don't develop habits that turn you into sleep deprived, uh, into a sleep de- deprived person. So it's a biggie. Now, all of this stuff, and I mentioned it before, is duh. Like, we're doing things that negatively impact our brain. Wouldn't it be surprising that these actually affect our mental health? So I'm going to have to really read the book. I'm I, I definitely intrigued by it. Um, we just you know, found out about it this weekend, so we're going to have to look that up. One of the other key subjects is mind meds versus what he called, and maybe this is a term in, in the medical or nutrition area, nutraceuticals. Um, so be careful to just resort to synthetic chemicals or drugs when it is very likely that the proper nutri- nutrients or natural ingredients might work just as well, and maybe even better, because your body is designed to react to them positively. That was another big key. I was really impressed with the amount of great information from Dr. Amen, and, and being from the medical community, just again, how open he is to not always taking the traditional medical approach to mental and physical health. I want to add um, to, to, to what you just said, being a teacher, um, even back when I was in my undergrad, that children that were being diagnosed with ADD and ADHD that were immediately put on Ritalin um, or pharmaceuticals, always I always shook my head at because it was obvious, the duh, that you always start with diet. Um, Children who have eczema, um, they're in pain, and they change their behavior because they're trying to survive that pain. Always start with changing their diet, changing their food. Something, toxicity, is, is affecting their behavior. And I know that those who listened to me throughout my 30 years of teaching, um, 
saw changes in their children. And those who didn't, it was just a Band-Aid. It was temporary. Right. And they continued to struggle with the behaviors their children were showing, which was really just the symptom of, of toxicity. Yep. And, and, you know, really, there is a good chance that a medicine would actually have an effect but it may not actually change the deeper level issue. And that's really, I think, where we're talking about is, is really that, that, um, that medication may only be doing something short term. It's not, you can't just keep taking a medication and not change the rest of your life. Like you've got to, you know, hopefully you can get off the medication and ch- change something else in your life. So in my introduction, I, I noted that a person should ask their doctor how food can improve their mood. But just as I noted with Dr. Amen, is it always a doctor or are there other people that you can consult? You can definitely consult other people. Research is constantly being updated so rapidly. It's, it's a real unreasonable expectation to expect your general practitioner to know about food healing. That's not what they've been taught in school. It's just been recent in the last five years that medical students are now required to earn 12 credits of nutrition and food healing as part of their medical education. Most doctors are going to go to pharmaceuticals. That's what they were taught. That's what they're going to provide. But I believe that these are not going to heal the body in the long term, just like you mentioned. When people are still eating those toxic foods or their foods that that are not going to feed that brain. Food, food healing is very long-term, so it should be the number one answer all of us should be going to first. So you always want to research out those who are experts in food healing. Just recently, we have the data that specifically lines up symptoms and food. So again, we don't want to just throw any food on the healthy food list at a symptom. You want to designate, find out that symptom, find that specific food that's going to heal that symptom. Sure, absolutely. So what what resources are available, say, here in Fremont County, but even listeners out of county in other states, maybe even other countries, that they would be able to kind of find to help in their own food healing? So we have so many opportunities in this community to support food healing. So what I suggest, because we have so much opportunity that we just add a list connected to this podcast on um, County 10 so that people can see that list and can take from it what works best for them, because there's lots of options. And what one option is out there isn't necessarily going to work for everybody. So we want to to list many options. And we'll we'll put Dr. Daniel Amen on there too. Sure. You know, that's great. I I think, you know, what we'll end up doing is look for this as it gets posted. Um, Look on the, the... the landing page for County 10 uh, for the Positively Mental podcast will provide that information. It's really just an opportunity of a variety of things. There are others out there. Uh, It really challenges you to look for the professional that will work for you, but really looking at ways to educate yourself and uh, recognize the power of food. So think twice um, and um, maybe you can make a change. So Kelly, I really want to thank you for coming and sharing your knowledge and educating us on the link between what we eat and our health. Is there anything else that you wanted to to say or, or to wrap up? I know that the topic is very overwhelming, 
Um, but definitely search out these consultants. Um, they can help you narrow down and focus, you know, one step at a time. I am on this list, um, but I am just one of many. So definitely, you know, take advantage of the great resources we have. That's great. You know, I agree. So as we come to a close of this podcast, I want to leave you with a challenge on actions that you can take based on what we have talked about. So this week, here is my challenge. If you think you might be interested in changing your eating habits or at least learning more about what it would take, seek out a nutritionist, seek out a doctor or other professional and ask them what it would take for you to change your eating habits. If you are struggling with depression, anxiety, prediabetes, or just about anything else, ask yourself, could it be my brain that needs help? As we've learned today, the answer is likely yes. So take action and do something about it. You are the driver. You can do something about it. So just like I'm challenging you, you can challenge yourself and go get answers from a professional. So that's it for today. I want to thank you again for listening. And if you know someone struggling with their mental health, talk to them, listen with an open mind, and offer your support or call a professional. Remember, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline number is 1-800-273-TALK, or that's 1-800-273-8255. And remember, let's all be positively mental out there.